Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable with me, Sean Phelan. On this week's show, I chat to the team at Trowbridge RFC about their lockdown, the return to rugby, as well as their thriving women's teams. But before we get to my chat with Trowbridge RFC, rugby training is back in England from the 29th of March. And I'm sure your entire kit bag is still in the shed, probably not smelling very nice. Am I right? Mine is anyway. Well, why not treat yourself to some new stash ready for the return to rugby? Our friends at Rugby Store have everything you need from boots to balls and everything in between. And for listening to this show, we can help you save 10% off your shiny new kit when you visit rugbystore.co.uk and use our special promo code FYBPOD at the checkout. That's FYBPOD at the checkout at rugbystore.co.uk and we thank them for supporting our show. Now, let's get to my conversation with Trowbridge RFC. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Philly Roots Rugby Roundtable. My name is Sean Phelan and tonight I have the absolute privilege to chat to the team at Trowbridge RFC. How are we, gang? Hello. Hi Sean. Thanks for uh, giving up Hi, some Sean. time tonight. Uh, yeah, no, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, let's introduce ourselves, I guess. Uh, Ali, do you want to start us off? We'll go around the roundtable, just tell us your role within the club bit of history about yourself uh, and um, your role within Trowbridge RFC. Yeah. Um, firstly, Sean, I'd just like to say a big thank you for having us on Trowbridge Rugby Club. Um, we're loving your work. Um, yeah, I'm Ali Lund. I'm the head coach, uh, head of the senior men's team. Um, I've only been in post just over a year, but I'm an ex-player of the club. Um, I've been affiliated with the club for about 20 years now. Um, Born in the town, born and bred in the town, so um, you know it means everything to me. Oh, brilliant! Well, thank you, uh, thank you for joining tonight, uh, Jody. Uh, welcome to the round table. Hiya, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Jody, and I'm the chairman of the ladies' team, um, which I started back in 2019. Um, I've been involved in the club since I was a middle, um, so yeah, <laughs> quite a long time. <laughs> well. Uh, Thank you again, Henry. Welcome. Uh, thanks for giving up some time tonight. Cheers, Sean. Yeah, good to be here. Um, so I'm the the club captain. So I'm sort of the the go between from the the board, the the Blazers, to uh, the the lads that the boots on still on a Saturday. Um, still play for the first team. I'm the I'm the tight head props. You know, the the specialist, the most skilled player on the pitch. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that you know, it's niche. Right. It's very niche. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm not born in Bedfordbridge. I'm, I'm originally from from Blackpool, but uh, moved down here, and it was fantastic. When I first moved down, I didn't know anyone at all. Just rocked up with my boots and my gum shield on a Saturday, and was immediately welcome in. And now I've yeah, I feel like I've ingrained myself. I found my people. They're um, they like this cider down here. They like their rugby, and I thought this is fantastic. I'm definitely going to stick around for a bit. And yeah, haven't left yet. So uh, yeah, all going well still. Long may it continue. Sounds perfect. Uh, and finally, James, uh, welcome to the roundtable. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us on. 
So I'm the, the chair of the Minion Youth Section within Trowbridge. Um, I actually started playing rugby at Newby Rugby Club, uh, not so far away from Trowbridge when I was five. Uh, I moved to Trowbridge about 15 years ago, so uh, not quite as long as Ali or Jody. Um, but uh, I played uh, scrum half and hooker for the club. Um, retired now, so uh, played the occasional uh, sort of game for the vets, but uh, no, no league rugby anymore for myself. Brilliant. Well, thanks for thanks for giving up some time tonight, guys. So, so James, uh, give us a little back, bit of background on the club. Yeah, so the the club was actually founded in 1931. Um, it was actually originally some rented grounds in in Crowbridge, and they used to chase in a stable uh, behind one of the hotels. Uh, things have moved on slightly since then uh, into the modern world. Um, in, in the 60s, actually, the, the, the players themselves actually bought some ground in Trowbridge um, and that actually resulted in, in us uh, being able to move to, to a, a new ground in 2013, uh, which was purpose-built. Um, and the, the new ground where we're at at the moment for the last uh, sort of eight years it's got uh, four pitches, one of which is uh, floodlight. Um, we've got three training areas as well and a brand new sort of, uh, sort of clubhouse and changing room. So uh, what we have now is absolutely massively different to what we started with um, less than sort of 70 or 80 years ago. So it's a, it's a, it's a big journey the club's been on. Um, and there's, there's lots of big plans for the future in terms of what the next five or 10 years will hold for the club as well. So uh, exciting times for Trowbridge at the moment. Lovely. Well, it sounds like you're doing well for yourself. Well, uh, we'll come on to the next sort of five and ten years a bit later on. Uh, so how many teams do you run? Uh, we run, um, well, three, possibly four, depends on which season it is in terms of senior teams. Uh, as Jody will talk about later, we've introduced a, a lady senior, senior team as well a couple of years ago. Um, and that was part of our sort of previous five to ten year plan. So some, some communist uh, state almost. Um, we've got um, all of our minis through to youth, so whether it's um, sort of little ruggers, under sixes, through to under twelves, and then under thirteen boys and girls teams through to the, the Colts and academies as well. Um, so actually, yeah, we're, we're quite blessed with uh, sort of minis and youth teams. Um, so the future is bright for the club. Excellent. So uh, we haven't played rugby in a year. Uh, so we won't talk about last season, but the season before lockdown, uh, how were you all getting on? Um, we'll start with you, Ali. Um, how, you know, how was the club over 2018, 2019, I guess? Yeah, OK. Well, I, j I just have to take, I'll take you up on one point there, Sean, because we did manage one game at Christmas on the 27th right, okay. of December under the adaptive rules. And, and the reason I bring it up is because I did get my boots on for my one game of season. I did score a try, so... I don't want that missed out in the records, okay? So I, no, no, no. We'll cut that bit and this will be the bit that goes on the internet. So you'll have your moment. Yeah, thank you. Good. What he's yeah, not so about is, is the turnstile at the, at the back at 15 that he was. Everyone who paid their money could come on free. That's what it was. It was <laughs> right. Thanks for that, Henry. You, think, you know you were talking about playing first team this season. We, we might have to have a chat. <laughs> yeah, that's that. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 2018-19 season um it was you know seems such so long ago but it's you know it's a brilliant season um you know we we there's no point being around the bush about it we had some challenging results you know we were at first team level you know playing level six southwest one we were in a bit of a dog fight near the bottom of the league 
Um, but there was, you know, the, the league was really well set up this year. We had loads of local derbies, Chippenham and Marlborough, um, Salisbury, Wimborne, all these teams we played for many, many years, you know, real great local rivalries and managed to win a number of games. And it was, it was right in the balance. And, um, you know, so it, it, we were, it went down to the um, RFU point score average or whatever they called it. So we were kind yeah. of in limbo. We didn't know whether we were going to survive or not. And then we, we, we just survived. So we had a couple of great relegation games, you know, managed to get on the wrong right side of them and that kind of pulled us through. Um, and it was great as well. You know, we, we brought a new coaching team in as well. You know, I came in as head coach. Um, James McFarlane came in as uh, became a player coach. You, you know, he's been playing for the club for a number of years. Um, Jamie Little took on the second 15, Paul Taylor, Justin Reed, and it was all guys, you know, with the best intentions of the club at heart. You know, they, they played for the club for many, many years. So we kind of like, you know, a bit of a refresh, bit of a reboot, re-energize the club. And um, yeah, it was, it was great fun. Brilliant. Uh, Jody, uh, tell us a lot, bit about the, the women's team uh, and how you got on before, before the chaos hit. Um, so the team only started out in um, November 2019. Um, so as we got to May of 2020, uh, sorry, as we got to March 2020, um, we, you know, were coming to a position where we were wanting to play games um, and, you know, potentially play our first game. But unfortunately, we went into a lockdown. Um, we did have friendlies arranged um, as well. So we were pretty gutted that we couldn't do those. Um, when we started off in 2019, um, there was 14 ladies that turned up. Um, we're now up to 28. Um, so our numbers have doubled. Um, we're doing really well. Um, we kind of attracted a lot of um, ladies that were mums within the mini section, first of all. Um, and then we developed out to, um, for example, younger girls in the community that were going to sixth form or college, um, girls that were coming back from university, um, within our local area, I would say there's not many um, female teams. Um, so I think it was good that Cho just introduced one um, and it helps with that development within the club. And I think a ladies team was what it was missing at the time. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. And, uh, sounds like it's thriving as well at the moment, which is great. Yeah, it's doing really well. And we've even had um, a fair few number of teams approach us for fixtures already for once. Um, we slowly come out of lockdown, um, which will be good. Yeah, it'd be good to get the ball in the hands. Yeah. Back all together very soon. Uh, and James, uh, I know you're in charge of the minis in June. Um how, how was that before before everything sort of kicked off? Yeah, the, the, the numbers across uh, nearly all the age groups have been really good. Uh, we were averaging probably sort of 20, 25 minimum um, in, in the age groups, um, you know, some either side of that. Um, and uh, the little ruggers um, especially have, have absolutely blossomed. Um, so, yeah, before lockdown, things were looking very rosy um, and we had, we had a fantastic volunteering base. The, the, the club is very much... Uh, based on its volunteers. We have, I think, uh, three fully paid up staff, everybody else uh, maybe sort of part-time in terms of helping behind the bar. Um, but the club is principally run by its volunteers, uh, whether that's the committee um, or the coaches, the first aiders, the registration officers. You know, th there's a multitude of volunteering that goes on. Um, and, and without those volunteers, simply the club wouldn't function. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was going really well, really strong. And we had a really strong engagement uh, with those those volunteers within the club. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Volunteers are everything. Uh, and Henry, talking about the last 12 months, um, it's been a, you know, a challenging time for everybody, but how has the club engaged its members um, sort of in the, between March and, and the end of last year? And then was it difficult? Has it been more difficult this time round in this third lockdown to, to get people engaged with, with everything? And uh, I'll, I'll let you tell your, your, your guy's yeah. story. No, absolutely. This third lockdown, I think, has been the toughest because during the first lockdown, initially, you know, we had a, a great spell of weather, didn't we? And, um, one boy who's a, he's works, he's in the services. I think he's a marine. He set us all these challenges, which were fantastic. So, um, it's right, lads. This week, as a club, we're going to climb Everest, and we included the ladies as well. And you'd record yourself doing a run up a hill or anything. And then you'd all add that up. And then the week after, you'd be like, right, we've, we've climbed Everest. This week, we're going to climb Kilimanjaro. And then the next week, it'd be, right, we're going to run from our club or the equivalent distance to Twickenham. And that was great in March. And, you know, Sounds in the summer, we had this. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for us, big lads, we could just, we could just contribute the old mile here. It's how you can see how rugby players are just competitive about everything. And that's why we always do it. Because... It got to a point where it was, right, if you can contribute, you know, two, three miles, thanks a lot, lads. And then some guys are like, no, no, I'm going to contribute 10 miles. I'm going to do 12 miles. I think three of them basically did a marathon in one day in the blistering heat in May or something. It was, it was an amazing effort. Um, this, this lockdown has been tougher because we haven't had the weather. I think in general, people haven't had stuff to look forward to. So we have done, you know, Tuesday, Thursday night Zoom fitness sessions. So we still get that Tuesday, Thursday night training as we would normally. Um, when you we could train the, during, the, during the Zoom sessions we get okay numbers when we were still training even though we didn't have games that was one thing which was really amazing I thought we were still getting you know 30 players 20 to 30 players every Tuesday every Thursday even without a game on a Saturday so I think lads still want to train and play that was really weird I don't, I don't know if other players would agree with me that first lockdown when we got, got back to training on a on a Thursday night, it was your brain is a conditioned right. This is Thursday night. You get your match prep ready. You get everything ready for a Saturday. And you know, I'm one of the older heads now in the in the team. So I'm sort of you know keeping the young ones in line, like making sure like you're not on it. You need to be more focused. You need to be on this game. Like you get you're out of position. We've done this before. Whereas actually, we haven't got this game on Saturday, and it's yeah, getting getting those games back will would be massive. But Outside of actual rugby in general, we are a very social club. Like you said, the facilities and the bar and the actual clubhouse itself is amazing. You know, when I first rocked up to play for Trowbridge, like this is, you know, the, the streets are paved with gold here. I've, I've gone to some clubs up in Cumbria where you're getting changed in shipping containers and, you know, you're doing <laughs> sweeps of the pitches just to make sure there's nothing dodgy on there before. We've all played at those kind of clubs, but this club was like, you know, it's like the Garden of Eden of clubs. Um and we do have a social side. So Jody's massively involved in that as well in, in the terms of organising the social sex. We had like a pub golf day, which I don't really remember too much of, but it did happen. Um, yeah, I, I know it happened until it did happen. And we don't, yeah, it's definitely good. But we also, we don't just keep it to the rugby club either. So we had um, a six-a-side cricket tournament with the local cricket team. Um, over in Southwick, that was really good. You know, some of the some of the players there, I don't think they they can play cricket, but they were just swinging it like it was a golf club and knocking it for six. So maybe if uh, you know if rugby doesn't work out for them, they definitely got that. 
Um, yeah, it's just, it has been tough. It's, it's like Lundy said, we won't struggle with it or anything. It, it has been a tough time for everyone, and especially in, in a sport like rugby where it is about, you know, f you and 14 other players coming together on a pitch. That's tough to do, um, even at the best times, but especially when you can't be within two metres of each other. Um, it has been tough, but it's also, I think, brought a lot of the lads closer together now. I mean, I definitely check in a lot more with players and you realise how much you don't see each other and how much when we were training, you, you are involved. And it is that, you know, we've we've got three teams of seniors. We've got teams of, um, we've got the, the late team as well. It is a, a big group of people. Um, so, yeah, as, as it's progressed, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel now. We can start training at the end of this month, which is, you know, I can't wait. And I'm sure the missus can't wait either. Um, because I, I'm, geez, I'm behind the walls. I never thought I'd say this, being being a uh, being a prop, but I, I can't even just to run around a pitch with someone else. Just to actually do do a bit of running would be amazing. So yeah, that's that's really so how it's on, gone. On, so on that, so on that, then the, the uh, rugby returns um, very very soon. Uh, Monday, you'll be able to train from when this goes out. So it would be Monday that the restrictions are lifted, hopefully, uh, and rugby training can resume. Uh, are you all excited? Are you all nervous? Is it a bit of trepidation? How, how are you feeling, Ali? Yeah, I, I can't wait to get back out there. You know, I can't underestimate it. Um, the, 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 we, we've really enjoyed our training. You know, when we could get out there on the Tuesdays and Thursdays, even when the games looked unlikely, the boys enjoy training, enjoy being each other others company um i like to think you know the way we coach as a coaching team we challenge the players a lot of independent thinking lots of mini games um which you know seems to engage the players and they enjoy um there, there is that little bit of nervousness in the back of my mind because you know that there, there may be the odd player who says oh actually i i like um you know staying at home on a saturday afternoon or a tuesday and thursday night uh, night after night I don't, I don't think there's many if I'm honest with you, um, all the vibes we're getting is it's really, really positive, and the guys That's can't good. wait to get back out there. But um, yeah, we're we're going straight at it. You know, um, Jody's on there on the very first possible night you can train, and and the and senior men's are going back on the Tuesday, the next day. Um, so yeah, it's great, and obviously we we, we watch the bigger picture as well. You know, with the gov government restrictions changing, you know, we're keen to get out with some outdoor hospitality. You know, with the table service um get that social element going as well and then you know hopefully all going well we'll be into the adapted rules in may we've got a number of fixtures booked in um we've got a little internal competition going on as well the brian dowling trophy um brian dowling um a real true legend of the club past player uh, sadly passed away last year so during the uh first lockdown we put together you know when you could play the ready for rugby rules we put together a touch rugby competition everyone went into the draft system um and we played a couple of rounds of that competition um you, you know we had um what was it Eng england scotland um wales and samoan squads um and we got a big grand slam decider coming up it's actually wales v scotland in this one so hopefully the refereeing will be a little bit better than what we saw in the in the real six nations <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we we got that to do, and then we, we're, we're playing some of our local clubs. So yeah, we just the ball rolling again. So uh, Jody, are, are the, the the ladies getting excited about training again in in a few days' time? 
yeah, I'd say the majority of them are very excited to come back. Um, I think where it's such like a massive routine in everybody's lives, you know, like coming to training twice a week and then being at the club on a weekend, even if it was watching, like supporting or going out on a social, you know, it was a very big part of everyone's lives. And I think for it to stop, it was like such a shock to everyone. Um, and I think everyone's kind of ready, you know, to have that sense of routine back in their life, even if it is, you know, the kids going back to school or everyone going back to rugby. Um, and I think everyone is pretty much excited. Everyone's like, when can we play a game? So, yeah. High won't spirit. Be long. Won't, be, won't be long. A few more weeks and then we can play games. Uh, James, have you heard from any uh, parents of the Minion Juniors about you know, whether the, the kids are excited or, or are they a bit nervous about bringing their kids back to training? Um, quite the opposite. Um, I'm sure there are some parents who, who are concerned, but the vast majority of them are absolutely keen to get back. I think they'll be quite happy to get the kids out of the house as well, running around the, 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 the facilities. Um, we had a meeting um, about 10 days ago with the sort of mini youth section. Um, and, you know, unanimously, they all want to get back to training. They all want to do it as soon as possible. Um, a lot of them would like to do contact uh, a little bit quicker than the RFU uh, obviously allowing, but obviously we've got to comply. Um, but the very first week uh, we're allowed to do obviously non-contact um, training um, and sort of more the fitness side of it. Um, I've got my juniors on the Wednesday night. Um, I've got my my minis on the Sunday and some of the juniors again on the, on the, obviously the Sunday afternoon. Uh, and they're straight back in. Um, they're, they're really keen. Um, there's, there's a lot of pent up desire uh, to sort of run around, have some fun, meet their mates, uh, throw a rugby ball around um, or kick it as they often do as well. Um, but just That's to have just the fun. That's just the parents. <laughs> yeah. Enough frustrations. <laughs> Want to yeah. see their so mate. Yeah, that's just, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is the excitement. You know, they've had three months of lockdown um, and getting out there and actually having a good time uh, with their friends. Because um, all the sessions are fun. That's why the kids come back. You know, they're having fun. They're enjoying themselves. They're with their mates. <laughs> Um, and it, it is that attraction. So, yeah, it, quite the opposite. Lots of people really excited to come back. Excellent. Excellent. That's great to hear. Um, uh, so, James, you mentioned it earlier about the club's five to ten year plan. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Has it had a, uh, has COVID had an effect on, on sort of implementing the first stages of it? Um, so a, a lot of the plan is building on the, the groundwork we've done with the previous sort of plans of the club. Uh, one area with those was actually development of sort of ladies and, and um, sort of girls rugby. Um, and and we're, we're relatively lucky that sort of two or three years ago, um, a, a series of um, activities aligned. So we had a number of um, girls coming through our mini section, which historically uh, was a challenge because they would go off to other clubs rather than stay at, stay at Trowbridge in the sort of the youth section. Um, we had a pent-up amount of demand in local secondary schools as well, uh, which we were able to sort of tap into. Um, and also Jodie uh, was very successful in, in, in sort of encouraging the ladies' um, side to start. So those three, act, three areas together resulted in us being able to start and, and continue over the last couple of years, um, providing um, youth rugby to obviously the girls, and then obviously Jodie in terms of the seniors. Um, and we're, we're planning to build on that. You know, some of the the... the the ladies uh, sections are doing really well. Some of our youth sections, uh, still, we've still got quite a small under-13s, under-15s girls, um, but the numbers are continuing to grow. 
Um, our Colts section is absolutely fantastic. Um, the girls' Colts, I think they've got 22. Um, you know, considering that only two or three years ago we had we had none, uh, that's an amazing growth. Uh, and we're getting mm-hmm. very lucky that there are some really committed coaches who, who've managed to sort of um, drive that uh, adoption um, and the focus. Um, the other area that we want to focus on is actually development of facilities. Uh, we have some really good facilities, uh, probably some of the best in Wiltshire, um, but we want to continue developing those. Um, and again, there are activities that aren't initial, aren't immediately related to the club in terms of some of the work the town council are doing, um, but they're looking to build an all-weather pitch on the ground next door, uh, and the club would have some some access to that as well. Um, so that's that's really important for us because obviously that gives us uh, some really good facilities to to build on. Um, and also for some of the minis and youth sections to use. And I'm sure Ali uh, and some of the seniors would also get some, some use out of that as well. Um, so they're the two main areas that we're focusing on. Uh, there's lots of other areas as well within the plan, uh, but they would be the two main focus areas. Sure. Brilliant. Uh, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't a knock on, on any other club, but I always find when, when women's teams start, they haven't got the infrastructure in place to, to, to move things forward in the in the in the future but it sounds like you've got everything in place and you've done you've got everything in place ready for the next generation and the generation after that to have somewhere to play and I think that's absolutely brilliant so congratulations to you guys because and, and, and as I said this isn't a knock on other clubs but they'll start women's teams and they'll have their 15 players perhaps but then what happens next yeah. there's no infrastructure behind it with the girls yeah. section with the cults you've got 22 girls cults that's the next generation for the next 10 hopefully 10 15 years of playing that's incredible that really is incredible um jody so do we gonna yeah. <laughs> um so my one of the main reasons why i think um it really pushed me to form the team um is when i was playing rugby at university you know all of the other girls were going to go back to their hometowns and had local teams to play for um and you know, being involved within Trebridge RFC from a young age, I knew that there was, you know, room for a ladies team. We did have a ladies team 15 years ago. Um, but, you know, like you said, the infrastructure sometimes just doesn't work. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think there was, you know, room for a ladies team to develop. Um, it was, you know, we had to start off very small. So it was me and um, a lady called Selena Burke, who was helping to coach um, the girls' cults. And we just posted on social media. Um, we kind of turned up on a Sunday, see if anyone came along. I was pretty surprised that 14 people came along, if I'm honest. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then it just kept growing. And then I was contacting old friends from school that I would do tag rugby with. Um, and then contacting people within the local area that, you know, might be willing to travel. Um, and then we've kind of gone from there. And, you know, having the girls' cults there as well, is so amazing um, because I know within the next couple of years they'll be moving up to us um, and then you know girls even in the minis throughout the years obviously hopefully they'll come to us rather than branching out to other local teams because um, we're such a big club um, and we've got great facilities and I think it's what we really needed. Sounds like it totally. Yeah, and just building what Jodie was saying is um, one of the new things that we're trying to develop is also um, a new role for sort of a, a ladies coordinator um, who would sort of oversee the, the, the girls from Little Ruggers all the way through um, to the seniors as well. 
And that's something that Jody's, Jody's also actively involved in. And it's that, that kind of forward thinking that has that sort of uh, that structure right from the, sort of the young age all the way through to the seniors uh, will pay massive dividends in the future. Yeah, and I think as well, like, we wouldn't have done it without the help from certain coaches as well. You know, they volunteer. So our current coach is Jack Davies, who's on the senior team. Um, and he's been involved in the club from such a young age as well. Um, you know, and we are recruiting other coaches to help out as well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> so if you, were, if you were giving a piece of advice to one of these clubs that have set up a women's team yeah. and they haven't got the infrastructure behind it that, that, that you guys clearly have what what would be your advice to them um i think uh, <laughs> uh i think posting across social media platforms and just being able to promote that you're going to be setting up a team does help um getting the word around um speaking to females that are involved within the club anyway so you know mums of the minis um anybody that previously was involved within the club um i think for me i also spoke to a number of people from the senior team um and asked for advice from those guys just to see what they think i would need um i think having a good coaching formation really helps as well um first of all and just to just to butt in there i just think one thing jody's impressed me with so much is just that infectious enthusiasm hope you can see that tonight yeah, you yeah, know, yeah um, she, she's relentless she doesn't take no for an answer um and she just brings everything a whole load of fun with it as well which is you know something we want that theme going all throughout the club as well it's not unique to the ladies it should be the trowbridge way no, the exactly. club has always been it's always been built on fun and uh, we, we want that you know just uh to keep going yeah Lovely. i would say just keep going and just keep motivated and then you'll get there don't give up <laughs> Don't give up. And having a plan, but th thinking about the future as well. So it's alignment with the rest of the club as well. So not forgetting that uh, you're developing a senior squad, but you've got to think about long term. So how do you sort of have that pathway, I suppose, uh, for the minis, uh, the juniors uh, into the sort of the seniors? Yeah. Um, and finally, speak to local schools. Um, we are lucky in Trowbridge that um, local secondary schools do play rugby. Um, you know, not every age group has rugby teams, but they, the schools do put on rugby in the autumn term. Uh, and that is obviously for many, many local clubs, that's not the case. So we are lucky in that. And obviously engaging with those schools, um, particularly the PE departments, um, does pay dividends big style. Definitely, definitely. Um, so finally, I don't want to take up uh, too much more of your time, but uh, this is a question that we ask everybody, and we'll we'll go around the table starting out with Ali. Um, can you give us one hope uh, and one fear for either the sport of grassroots rugby or or Trowbridge itself? Um, we'll we'll begin with Ali, and we'll we'll go around the table. Yeah, I mean, obviously, my hope is that we just get back playing, you know, and that we see people playing at Doric Park and other local clubs with smiles on faces, enjoying running around um, and, you know, soon enough getting back in the bar afterwards. I think that's what everybody in rugby wants. We just can't wait for that. Um, from a sort of personal point of view, you know, I want to see this kind of um, coaching framework throughout the club to, to develop. You know, I think well, sometimes we get can be a bit guilty of thinking, oh, coaching needs to be different um, for the senior men's to the senior ladies or the junior boys or the minis, the little ruggers. For me, that we need to develop a Trowbridge way, 
you know, and, and, and we know the type of players we want to produce. So there should be those similarities about. So that is, that's something I really want to build on over the next 12 months and the, and the coming years. And, and my fear, um, well, I, I sort of hinted on earlier that, you know, there may be some players who don't want to come back. I'm a bit nervous about that. But I think my main fear has to be um, our first team manager, Sparky, who's a, he's an absolute club legend. You know, he's played for the club for uh, 20 plus years, but he's, you know, he's passed his best now. He's hung up his boots. But last season, he had to get the boots on for a couple of games. You know, someone getting injured in the warm up. Oh, no, Sparky's playing the second half this week, is he? Um, so, so if Sparky ends up playing too many games next season, I know um, you know we're in a, we're in a spot of bother. So that's my fear. <laughs> <laughs> it killed me for saying that, by the way. <laughs> and Jody, uh, one hope and one fear for, for um, sport I think my biggest hope would be for ladies to enter their first league um, and do really well. Um, and my biggest fear um god would be for like the ladies team just to like drift off but that won't happen <laughs> doesn't sound like it no. doesn't sound like it i think it's here for a while uh henry one hope and one fear oh my laptop charge is gonna die <laughs> <laughs> um what am I? Last minute, uh, last minute. I promise, it's the last minute. Is, so I think, <laughs> go, start off with my my fear. I would guess is that rugby at the minute, and it always has been. There's that there's that famous phrase: rugby is a sport for all shapes and sizes. Um, and I think with, they've taken away the scrums for obvious reasons uh, during COVID. And I think if you take that away, you know, I'm a big fan of rugby league coming from the northwest, but they are all these Adonises. They're not. Um, there isn't the room for that short, fat lad. I mean, I, I grew up in a football town and football wasn't the sport for the, the little round chubby kid that can't really run very quick, but he can push people over. And that's where you find that niche for rugby. Like, this is brilliant. Like, this is, this is, this, I can use my physical attributes. But if you take the scrums away and the big lads go, then who are the quick lads going to have to run around? It's, it is, it is, really is. There's not a, no other sport like it. Like, you look at basketball. To succeed, you've got to be, you know, six foot, God knows what. Or you, you look at other sports where you've got to have these natural physical attributes to succeed. Rugby, there is a position for you all over the pitch. So big lads, small lads, tall lads, skinny lads, it, it doesn't matter. Um, my biggest hope for the game is that um, it, it grows more in terms of we're such a huge country in terms of population. I think it, it does struggle rugby sometimes getting a foothold. And there's that documentary that Ben Urbano, I can't remember the name that he's brought out recently, which is about Everybody's people growing up in the inner cities. And that, yeah, that's the one. There's a huge untapped resource. And it's like, you know, the States, they always talk about the States being a sleeping giant of rugby. I think even though, you know, we invented the game and we're, we're, we're in the top 10 nations in the world, there's still so much, so many untapped resources for players that, that we could take advantage of. And, and really make it like rugby rugby union as a whole could be could be even bigger than what it is. I totally agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> I think. And yes, I believe America America is the untapped resource. Go and watch MLR on the Rugby Network. Uh, <laughs> down, download the app now. <laughs> I didn't get paid for that either. 
<laughs> right, finally, James. One hope um, and one fear for for the sport or the club. Yeah, my my, my biggest hope is that um, we, we start um, obviously what well, the end end this season, start of next season, uh, and the nuns come back. You know, we always it's always a question mark. Uh, we've had a year off. Um, a lot of the lads and girls have been disappointed not to do more contact. And that's why a lot of them play rugby rather than, you know, the other sports. Because you do get that that contact uh, is one, one of the few sports where you can do that nowadays still. Um, my biggest um, biggest fear as well, probably something similar um, in terms of the, to what Henry was talking about in terms of the game. Um, you know, the game does seem to be moving in a direction. Um, I'm a bit old school. Uh, I, I do like uh, those sort of uh, more contact areas. Um, but obviously the game is coming to a much faster flowing game. Um, and it's becoming much more like sevens, which is great to watch. Um, but I'm a bit of a purist. I, I do like those contact areas and the clashes that, that happen. Um, I said I was a flanker. Uh, sort of uh, maybe my mentality as well. Um, so... Uh, I would hope the RFU um, don't eradicate that that part of the game completely, but you know, there's always opportunities for development and growth. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, as I said, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So I just want to thank you, thank you all for for joining us. Uh, joining us uh, if you've been listening and watching, thank you for joining us too. Jody, do you want to just give us a quick rundown of where people can find out more about the club? Yeah, so we have various um, social media platforms um, that are run by Julie Shepherd and Ali Lund. Um, so Instagram, we've got Trowbridge RFC. Um, on Twitter, we've got Trowbridge Rugby. And we've got a website, which is trowbridgerfc.co.uk. Lovely. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you guys tonight. Um, good luck with everything. Hope the, the first training sessions go well. Um, enjoy yourselves. It's been a long time coming. Um, thank you for joining me. Thanks for everyone that's watched and listened. Uh, thank you to Rugby Store for, for paying for this show to, to, to happen. Uh, visit rugbystore.co.uk. Use the promo code FYBPOD at the checkout and get yourself 10% off. Uh, they've got a big sale lots going on at the moment, so you can save yourself an extra bit of money. But thank you all um, and good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, 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 Sean. Sean. Take care. Thanks once again to the team at Trowbridge RFC for joining me. And if you are returning to rugby this week, enjoy it. It's been a while. Huge thanks again to Rugby Store for supporting our show. Don't forget to visit rugbystore.co.uk and use the promo code FYBPOD at the checkout for 10% off your order. And for all the information on Philly Boots, please visit fybrugby.com. Thank you for listening to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable.